the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters in real estate marketing ardor seo Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today from Vancouver, British Columbia, Randy Dick. How are you, Randy? I'm doing awesome. Doing well. Yeah. Thank you for being on the program. We're really excited to have uh, guests from other areas that uh, you know we're normally not used to. So, um, so I want to start out with what I you know I ask everybody this same question. So you know you're going to join the herd on this. Were you, you know, the typical five-year-old tugging at your dad's pant leg saying, hey, hey, dad, I, I can't wait to be a realtor when I grow up? Or or how, or did you fall into it like most people? Oh, great question. Well, you know, I grew up on a small farm in uh, southern Alberta in a little cowboy town. And uh, I knew early on that I was not going to be a cowboy or a farmer. Um, I always knew that I loved sales, but I didn't know what that was going to be like. And so my first uh, real taste of sales was working in a clothing store, which I absolutely loved. Nice. And um, and I was working another job, construction and clothing store, just to try and find enough money to scrape together enough money to buy a ring for my uh, beautiful wife that I've been married to now for 35 years. Congratulations. But, uh, yeah. Thank you. From there, I went to uh, to uh, running and managing a sports shop and really loved that. But it just wasn't going to pay the bills and get me where I wanted to go. So I had a friend in real estate that encouraged me to be a realtor. And that's how um, I became a realtor back in 1992. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you and I are obviously are of a similar age then. Um, that's the year I got married, as a matter of fact. Um, but uh, that's a great story. And I was thinking as you were telling it, I was like, it could be our generation. I don't know. Uh, I, I came from a retail background as well and moved into construction because that was what my father's business was. And I think about it as you were saying it, I was like, man, I remember those times and just uh, not that, hey, kids today just don't get it. But, you know, working two jobs and working in something like construction and then going on to, a, you know, maybe a retail uh, field. It's a lot of work for a person, you know. It's a lot of work for a person. So how did you, you know, how did the story go about getting in, you know, specifically into real estate? I mean, were you like, hey, I met someone, you know, and they were like, this is a better field for you. Or had you always like, I really want to start buying and selling homes for people? Yeah, well, in the sports shop, I met a lot of uh, high net worth people and they were involved in the real estate space in some way, shape or form. And and uh, they're good friends of mine as well. So it, it just was an easy transition. I did not know that I would absolutely fall in love and be, a, be obsessed by not only real estate, but helping people buy and sell real estate and uh, actually create legacy wealth in their in their families. And so, um, you know, early on, I just uh, loved helping people get what they wanted. And uh, I mean, that's the secret to everything. Uh, help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything you want. And so um, just fell in love with it and had uh, 
you know, success fairly early on. I, I had to have success. Uh, I had a house payment, a car payment, a kid, another kid on the way, and nothing in the bank. Yeah. Um, in fact, the bank manager was calling our house every week and saying, listen, we're going to have to take some action against you and your mortgage. And my wife luckily worked in that bank at one point. And so she had a relationship with the manager and she'd just go in every week and, and just beg for them not to, yeah. you know, push, push that forward. So I had, you know, everything to gain and nothing to lose. And I just went at it, you know, uh, with all the zeal that I could find. And, uh, and early on, uh, I found success, doubled my income from my previous job in the first year, which I thought was just amazing. And from there, um, you know, just kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, here I am today, uh, you know, finding myself in a pretty successful place. Yeah, for sure. I was looking at, you know, to, to, to now let's, you know, catapult ahead 30 some odd years, right? And, uh, you know, I was looking at your your team, um, you know, you're, you're building quite a team there. How many, uh, how many agents do you work with? Great question. You know, uh, I've been building team. I've been a team lead since uh, early 2000s, 2002. So I started being a team lead before that I owned a brokerage as well. Oh, okay. And running a team was so much more fun, so much more successful. But anyways, in 2002, I started as a team lead. And um, throughout uh, between 2002 to 2018, I would flex between three people on the team to eight or nine. Um, I was in a brokerage previously that just made it really challenging to grow the team. And the uh, and even the team concept was always challenged because that environment always seemed to not encourage team. And wow. so I was always kind of struggling with that and the fee structures just didn't work. And then um, in 2018, in the fall of 2018, I moved to uh, EXP, which uh, it just changed the environment of what a team looks like. Um, the concept was recognized as a really great way to uh, you know, have your own business within a team. And so up until uh, last fall, we were we grew to nine agents, but then something magical happened. And I read a fantastic book called Who Not How by Benjamin Hardy. And it just made me realize that I've always, you know, I've always looked for the right people, but I never always relied on them for everything. And I always thought I could do it. I could fix it. I yeah. could find the how in myself. And I read that book and I realized, gosh, I just need to find some who's to really take it to the next level. So I went back to agents that have been with me in some cases, 10, 12 years ago and encouraged them to come back and be part of a leadership team, part of a leadership group on the team. They would have a specific role. They would have a different um, piece of the pie. And, um, and so I've got a collection of, three other agents that were with me years ago on my team that have now come back as team co-leads and we're now 25 agents as of yesterday. Wow. So that was a long way to get there, but I, I think it's important <laughs> that, right. you know, to, to grow a team, you need really good quality people around you, strong admin, strong leaders. Yes. And um, so I'm really excited about what this is going to bring. We have a goal of going to uh, being 50 strong agents by the end of 2023 we have uh, some amazing production goals so 
pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I love hearing that. And uh, I can't say enough about EXP and what they have to offer uh, for individuals like yourself who want to who, who want to take that leap. And then, of course, you coming to that that eureka moment, you know, uh, uh, about the who and not the how uh, is very strong. It's like, who do I want to be on this bus with? You know, mm -hmm. the rest and the rest of my life. Right. I mean, this isn't a short term goal. This is the long game. Uh, and, the, and the long game is what matters. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this, Randy, how do you go? What is your process? Um, you know, if you're building your team and, and and I don't know if you actually recruit or, you know, it becomes by osmosis, you know, being in the right circles. That's how I find, you know, my sphere. I go to my sphere because those are the people I want to be around. Right. So I hope that they're around people who are like minded. Or do you actually go out in, you know, boots on the ground, uh, try, you know, try to find people for your organization? You know, previously, I was just a transaction horse. Like I, I would, uh, some years I would sell north of 150 homes personally, you know, mom, pa meetups mm -hmm. and selling 150 personally, plus the team's production as well. And so uh, that was a different mindset. And then, of course, when I moved over to EXP, I just saw so much more value and actually gave me a new chapter in my real estate career where I could, I don't know, just, just re redefine who I was, refine who I was. Um, and all those years, you know, 27 plus years, uh, that was a moment that I, I said, aha, this is, this is the transition. So I transitioned out of production um, starting in, in 2019. And, um, and so today my transactions are very, very light, you know, 10, 10, 12 deals. Right. But I've transitioned to how to attract the right agents, not only for EXP, but for my team. Right. And really, they're, they're the same. And so uh, I'm out there um, daily. Uh, that, that's my goal. It's just how to find great agents for our company as well as for the team. And, you know, in some cases, they come to me. Newbies, newbies always come to me. Um, which is exciting because I get to uh, shape, mold, form who they're going to be. I love uh, taking somebody from from zero to being a you know a 30, 40, 50 deal a year producer. Yeah. In the past, they would always uh, give me the thanks for everything, Randy, after they got to that uh, stage of life, that stage in their career and walk out the door and there was nothing of uh, any value after that for all the right. effort. But um, but I find with uh, with our EXP model that they uh, they stick around. Uh, ownership changes everything. Ownership has privileges, and yeah. it just changes the mindset. So, I've got a few agents that have been with me for uh, you know over five years. Um, coming up ten, coming up fifteen years for one individual that is a high producer, and in most cases, those agents disappear. They just say, "Well, hey." I, I, why would I stay on a team when I can earn 100%? But uh, right. the way we've uh, built culture, structure, um, you know, that that 15-year agent says, um, I can't get this anywhere else. I'm sticking around. I, I love everything about this. Yeah. I, I I love what you said earlier at the at the top of your answer was, you know, I well, I only do, uh, you know, 10 to 12 deals a year. And, and the reason that's that's ironically funny is then we when we shift gears when we talk about noobs you know or newbies coming in and who would die for that right they, they would love to be in that position in life you could almost sell them your story right i mean you could almost say 
here's my story, working two jobs, having a wife, you know, having children and all these things. And now, I, you know, I wake up every day and I get to help people like you. Oh, by the way, I still do 12 deals a year just for me, you know, in my sphere. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know any young, you know, uh, newly licensed realtor that would go, oh, that's a bad life. You know, <laughs> well, we set standards on the team. We want every agent, you know, um, definitely by the end of the first year to be north of 16 deals, uh, right. two years, 24. Um, I used to have a standard of 36 deals to be on the team, but, um, you know, early on I found unicorns, I guess, cause I had, I had agents that were, that easily would be doing more than 36 or three deals a month. Right. Um, you know, there was a year that we sold 425 homes with four agents. I said, that's fantastic. Yeah. But I was spoiled. I guess I found three unicorns plus myself. Well, you know how to find those unicorns, right? I mean, this is this is this is a joke. So I hope anyone who's listening or watches, you know, when this goes live, they don't take this seriously. <laughs> but you find those that don't watch HDTV. I always say that uh, because HDTV lies to us all. Uh, you know, hey, just get a fancy car you can't afford, drive around town and wave at people, and you'll sell ten million dollar homes. And then you get a twenty five year old or a, a twenty or even a, a forty five year old transitioning from another career going oh i'd just be so good at this because everybody likes me and i would think you know i always think well yeah i i've got some folks that like me too but i still miss a lot of deals you know i mean it, it just doesn't work like that right so so true the, the unicorns just don't live in a fantasy that you know and they're unicorns which is a fantasy um i always <laughs> find, i always find that funny but yeah that's fantastic though yeah find people who really don't mind being boots on the ground and don't mind being in the digital sphere and, and they'll do great, especially with eXp. So that, that kind of begs my next question, I guess. Um, you know, when you do bring somebody on, whether they, uh, they come from another uh, BD or they come from, you know, a, another career, uh, what is your onboarding process look like? I mean, uh, I guess, I guess the real question, Randy is how do you teach and what is your philosophy uh, in coming into the industry or transitioning, say, from a small, like they, someone who did, who had done 12 deals a year, that was their their MO, uh, to, to transition. Then, look, we have some real goals here. We want by year two to, you know, to be at 24 deals or, or whatever the number might be. Are you guys using uh, social media? Are you using all the tools of eXp? How does that work? Well, first and foremost, it's mindset. And so we, we reset their mindset and uh, go through a series of, you know, the why, you know, why, what's their why? If, if I don't know their why, they don't know their why, it's going to be very challenging. So mindset is so important. And, um, you know, my, my success is really around my mindset and the consistency of that and the consistency of doing it over and over again. Uh, there's a great quote. Love the boredom of consistency. Nice. Love the boredom of consistency. So first and foremost is finding their why. You know, what, what makes them come alive every day? You know, what is their superpower? Whatever that is. Could be social media. It could be cooking. It, right. could, be, it could be networking. It could be driving a, a race car. Okay, so let's find out what, what you're really, really good and passionate about. And then, of course, how do you think you can add value to others? And then last but not least, I want to encourage them to write a story that is tellable, that people want to share, 
that they're talking behind their back about them, about their story. So finding right. their why and then setting goals is so important too. So we go through an exercise of all that. And believe it or not, um, um, I've got my goals with me right now. This is this, this is what we do. So I don't know if you can see this, but this is a Canadian $100 bill. You're not throwing and, up any loonies. No, I, I so, see. <laughs> and so so on the, the bill, we, we write our why and we write our goals and we carry that with us all the time. So this $100 bill, if I could get a $1,000 bill or a $10,000 bill, I would write it on there. I would never lose it. So this is so precious to me. I'm always carrying it, holding it, watching it, feeling it. So just getting the mindset of this individual is first and foremost. So then once we do that, then, of course, we hold them accountable. We have uh, team meetings, uh, training sessions throughout the week. Um, we have lead gen. We have uh, uh, sessions where we we just pound the phones. We go through our spheres. Nice. So it's, it's just the consistency of doing it over and over and over again. And the number one thing is prospecting. How do we teach them how to prospect? Right. And we role play and scripting and, and all that. Of course, social media is big. We've just hired our own uh, videographer within the office. Uh, we're spending so much money doing our video shoots and our house shoots and whatever. We've now brought it in-house. So really excited about that. Um, but a lot of it's just accountability. The family accountability, the Italian family accountability. Not right. that I'm Italian, but uh, I think most people <laughs> relate to that. They get it. They get it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and of course, setting those goals. So, you know, you're a new agent. So, you know, let's walk our way through that. How much time are you committing to doing this on a weekly basis? Are you going to be obsessed by doing this? Like you need some obsession to get the, the boulder moving. Once you've got the boulder, the momentum moving, you can just tap it every once in a while. It just keeps moving down the hill because now it's going down a hill versus going up a hill. You're brand new. Man, it's hard to get that momentum, but the confidence right. with, with doing some deals, getting the momentum, you know, everything starts to come, you know, around at this point. Another thing that I really teach is the law of frequency and vibration and attraction. You know, this is just so, so powerful when they understand it. And then I build it around the perfect client or the avatar that would best suit that agent. And so can I go on a tangent here? Oh, keep going, man. Don't slow down now. <laughs> so, so, for instance, let's just say I love counseling. Maybe I had, maybe I was even a counselor in my previous life, right. my previous career. So I love counseling. I love, you know, finding uh, resolution and, and bringing people together when they don't want to be together. Boy, I'd probably be pretty good in a divorce situation. So what I want to do is I want to find, again, the why, find that person's superpower, and then start to build a clientele or the perfect client or avatar around that individual. And so let's just use that divorced couple, for instance. Um, I get granular. So do I take every divorced couple? No, I want to be really specific. If it's a brand new young couple, mm, no net worth. I don't want them. Do I want the divorced couple with young kids? Mm, too much emotion in that game. Right. Um, do I want the 
ultra wealthy, the uber wealthy? No, because they tie up their money with lawyers for years and years and years. I want, if I was doing it, I would pick somebody that's that 50 to 65 year old, 70 year old couple. They've got a lot of net worth probably. Um, there's no kids involved. They've had a good life together and it's just, it's expired. And they go their own ways and they have enough equity to go and each buy a place, maybe even an investment property. So I get three, four ends out of that. Right. And I'm a hero in their situation because I've been able to kind of bring in the counseling. That's one example. Another one could be um, estate sales. I love estate sales. So uh, maybe I should back up. So then from knowing my granular avatar, perfect client, and I know the color of their hair, the color of their eyes, what they drive, where they eat, where they right. go for a holiday, what they do for fun, like that's specific. It's no different than finding your spouse, your your significant other. Really, that's what I'm, I'm trying to create. Right. We're going to take everybody, but if we can be specific, we're going to attract those people. It's going to be a, a way that people are just going to find us. And I say this to everyone. I said, listen, right now, somebody is screaming your name. Where are you? I need your help in the real estate space. People are yelling your name right now. You just haven't you know, appeared to them yet. Right. If you put it out there, you will appear. That's the, the law of frequency and vibration and attraction. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think that's great advice. And I definitely feel that more people should should focus time and effort on that as opposed to driving around in their car, waving at people, looking to, to sell $10 million homes like on H. I, I say HGTV is the WWE of, of home sales, right? Yeah. Uh, people need to focus more on what the things that you're discussing here. Uh, putting themselves in the right environment in the right spheres and the right people because they're everywhere. They are. They're and when you know the right clientele, you have the perfect client, you can build great marketing channels directly influencing those people and they'll stick their hands up. So just coming back to that divorced couple, you know, networking with the right divorce lawyers, not all of them, the right divorce lawyers that work with that clientele. Right. And that's very true. And that's something that, you know, you and I are closer to age. You would think after 30 years, I would have known that already. But that's something I learned uh, recently myself, just about the divorce, you know, uh, aspect side of it. But yeah, very telling. And the beauty part of it is, I believe, Randy, um, is there are a million. I call, you know, I call them almost verticals, right? There are a million verticals like that. And that's mm -hmm. just a fantastic example of one, I, I definitely liked your race car driving. When I think I'm going to drop everything and come up there to you and tell you, uh, you know, hey, I want to join your team and I love race car driving. What do we do? <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, They're there. Well, and, and if I just build off of that too. So finding that person's passion, then I say, okay, let's go find a network, a club that, right. that your passion comes out because um, the... And you're down in Florida. So this came to me at Mar-a-Lago. I went and took a tour of Mar-a-Lago. This is years ago before Trump was president. Right. And um, we're driving up to the gate and the tour guy says, oh, by the way, it's $150,000 for a membership here. And the bus gasped, you know, <gasps> and I went, I'm in. I mean, if I'm spending $150,000 right. to be part of this club, there is somebody that's going to be buying 
10, 20, 30, $40 million properties are transacting on those. And they're going to work with somebody in this club because they relate to this person in the club. Most definitely. So when I come back to, you know, driving your car, I had, I had a guy on my team that just had a Porsche. He loved racing it every weekend. He says, do I have to stop racing? I no, 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 please right. keep racing. But make sure people know you're in real estate. Let's sponsor the events. Let's make sure that you are the one giving out the trophies at the end of the weekend. Let's make sure that everybody knows you're passionate about racing, you're passionate about real estate, and you're going to have many people looking you up and saying, I want you to help me with my next sale. Yeah, I love it. That's sage advice, Randy. I think it's fantastic. Randy, how would someone get in touch with you if they either wanted to maybe join your team or obviously list or buy a home? Well, I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. My name's easy to remember, Randy Dick. Um, but uh, my cell is 604-807-4366. Google Randy Dick, D-Y-C-K, and I'll pop up. Fantastic. Randy, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, I do look forward to catching up with you over the next three to six, nine months, see how things are progressing. Uh, I think you and I probably could have that four-hour podcast and just discuss the finer ins and outs of, of, of really finding that why and, and why we're all here together, you know, in this big community. But thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much, Timothy. Uh -huh.